Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Nuke. And we're the co-hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. In this episode today, well, first of all, thank you for joining us again for the KOH Kings of Hearts podcast. Today, we had a pleasure of sitting down with one of our our members, Sean Street. This episode, this conversation has been a long time coming. Overdue, actually, I would say. In this episode, we get into Sean's, a little bit of Sean's background story. We talk about what it means to be, to show up as a man in 2021. Sean has a lot going on in his life, a lot of great things. He's a husband, he's a father, he is a firefighter, he's a construction worker, and he also helps us at the Kings of Hearts organization. He does many things and we started asking questions around how he how he manages to juggle all that. How does he navigate all that while still prioritizing his mental health? So stick around and we know you're gonna learn a lot from Sean. Such a great conversation. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to another KOH podcast. It is Yunuqua here with Andy and our guest today, Sean Street. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing incredibly well. Doing awesome. Just fantastic. Lovely. Uh, Sean Street is a gentleman we've gotten to know. I've known for what, going on five, six, maybe seven years now. Back in the day, Lululemon and uh, just a stud of a guy watching him get married, have a daughter now, uh, join the fire force. Something that he, fire force, is that even a thing? Something that he's been working towards for years now. And it's just cool. We wanted to have you on here, man. So thank you for making time. We appreciate it. Um, Before we dive in here to to some deep conversation, something that we like to do here at King of Hearts, let's, uh, let's, let's drop in here. Let's, uh, Andy, you want to lead us in some breath? Oh yeah. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's, um, let's all take our, like, either our right hand, our left hand, let's put it on our heart because well, we're kings of hearts, right? Let's bring gratitude yep. to life. Close our eyes down and we'll do three deep breaths together in through the nose, expanding our stomach. All right. Last breath. Take your time, leave your hand on your heart, pick up your heartbeat. If you're listening to this on the podcast right now, join us, bringing gratitude to life, bringing gratitude to our healthy bodies, our healthy minds, our healthy spirits. All right. Magic. Thank you, Andy. So you're let's welcome. do a quick, let's do a quick round table. Sean, how are you? How are you doing this moment? How are you feeling? What's alive for you? I'm, I'm doing really well. Uh, today is uh, a, a bit of a, a day off for me. Um, as, as you suggested, I am a firefighter here in Calgary. And uh, when I'm not doing that, I am uh, running a renovation company. And right now I actually don't have anybody else's renovations. I have my own, which is a bit of a, a different uh, game for me. Um, interestingly enough, it's way harder to do your own renovations, like to keep motivated. And it just seems like things go really slowly. Um, and it's, I don't know, I just find it so much easier to do other people. It's like, it's just easier to stay on task and uh, get stuff done quickly, efficiently into a high degree of skill. And I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm really happy with how things are going. Like if I step back and look at it from a broader perspective, like we're crushing my wife and I, are going at it hard and we're, we're really killing this renovation, but, uh, I find it more challenging. I'm not sure why, but I do, but, uh, yeah. So a day off from, uh, from that I'm sitting in the construction zone. That is my kitchen. I've got a scaffold behind me and a big old hole in the roof over here and electrical stuff hanging out. And, uh, and, uh, it's nice not to wake up and just get right to work. So it's been, it's been lovely. We had a, a beautiful morning with my daughter. Uh, just, we love, we have a bit of a ritual of, uh, getting her up together and having her come join us in our bed and just enjoying the joy in her eyes. Uh, like she just has this joie de vivre 
and uh, the biggest smiles and giggles and uh, and babbles for us in the morning. It's just a really special time. And so we always make sure that we, uh, no matter what, we take that time to uh, to really take that all in and absorb that and uh, store that away for for uh, for later. Um, so yeah, we had a, had a beautiful morning with the daughter, and uh, then just a couple quick appointments, and uh, and yeah, just uh, was looking forward to to this all day. So happy to be here, and thank you very much for having me. Sweet man, that sounds so robust, man. And I'm just got, I got a big fat smile on my face with you <laughs> describing uh, your morning ritual with your daughter. That's gorgeous, man. Uh, Andy, how about you, man? What's what's alive for you, brother? Sean, thanks for the update, man. And uh, I'd love to circle back around to that later. You know, that ritual, that creating the 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 culture in the family unit. I think that's such an important thing. I think a lot of new fathers or aspiring fathers, or even like fathers who have been fathers for a while could, could be reminded of, of that. And I think that's so powerful. So we'll circle back around, but my, for my check-in, I am happy as a clam. It's Monday. It's Monday, right? Yeah. It's Monday. I love Mondays. It's like, I get giddy on Sunday night because Monday is happening. Uh, I just love the beginning of a new week. I feel like there's so much reflection that happens around like, well, what was the wins that were coming out of last week? What did I learn? What were some of my challenges even? Uh, who did I meet? Who, how, how did I connect? Was I, you know, did I go deep? And I'm able to reflect on all that and then bring, bring it, sharpen and bring it into the new week. So Monday um, is full of intention. Monday is full of energy for me. And so I feel like just energized. Of course, seeing both you guys just adds to that that level of excitement uh, on a Monday. So I'm I'm just happy to be here. Grateful for brotherhood. Grateful for for Kings of Hearts. So here we go. Back to you, Yanuqua. Yeah, that's awesome, Andy. I really love that piece around Mondays being a new week. And uh, a saying that I've heard is new week, new beginnings. And so I love that. Here we go. Uh, for me, yeah. Uh, I, I, in this moment, I feel excited for this conversation. Um, and just, it's been a great morning or day so far and, uh, just looking forward to the rest of the day. And, um, who knows, I might even crush a nap here after let's see, <laughs> but yeah. So with that, let's, uh, let's shift gears and Sean, like to start it off, a question that I have for you is how did you hear about King of Hearts? Why, why did you want to be a part of King of Hearts and be a part of um, the board and what have you? And what has that, like, how, is, how has that been of service to your mental health and what have you? Let's start there. I love it. Uh, if you can hit me with those one at a time, I, I unfortunately didn't write those down, but uh, we'll get there. Um, I... I heard about uh, King of Hearts through uh, my very good and insanely brilliant and fantastic friend, Yunuqua. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he and I worked together uh, at Lululemon and uh, we would go out for coffee every, every month or so and just kind of check in and have some incredible conversations. And uh, those conversations went deep and they covered some incredible topics and uh, it was just eye-opening and heart-opening. And uh, when King of Hearts kind of started to be developed uh, between you, Nuke, and Andy and Sohan, uh, I started uh, just, like just piqued my interest, piqued my ears and made me want to want to find out more. And uh, yeah, so I was super blessed to ask, to, uh, I was asked to join the, the council, the King of Hearts uh, kind of leadership. And then, uh, and then eventually the board of directors and, uh, I, yeah, it was something I've always, ever since I first heard of it, I knew it's something I needed in my life, uh, something that uh, I needed to, uh, hold close to my heart and it's, uh, been just the most amazing journey and I've been super blessed to be there. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, one of the other questions, uh, there was one about, uh, I called out to how it has affected my mental health. And, uh, it has touched me in incredible ways. It has opened my, my eyes up to a lot of issues that I didn't know were issues. 
um, toxic masculinity and even just like just the discussions that, uh, that a lot of us guys have had about like racism and, uh, sexism and the patriarchy and all these other things that I kind of would blissfully ignore, uh, just for like ignorance is bliss kind of thing. And I just never really, like, I, I was, I've been super blessed to not have, have to be like thrown into any of these issues and be really, really aware of them. Like I, my, the household I was uh, brought up in is uh, definitely a matriarchy. <laughs> my mom ran the show and uh, she was queen. And so it's like the, a lot of these ideas had never really occurred to me that, uh, that women weren't better than, weren't as good as men. Uh, just because my mom has always been the best at everything. And I just assumed that women were always better than men. <laughs> and uh, so very blessed to not really have to fight those fights. And uh, so it's been absolutely brilliant to be a part of King of Hearts and to have these hard conversations and delve into these challenging and difficult issues and make myself more aware and finding ways that I can actually be proactive instead of uh, and uh, help these issues as opposed to be blissfully ignorant and just hide away from them. Uh, so it's been just incredible for my mental health. I, I have been tackling issues that I didn't know were issues and growing in ways that I didn't know I needed to grow. And it's just completely opened my mind, uh, my heart, my soul to, and just made me more aware. Uh, one of the KOH uh, pillars, awareness. And uh, that one has been absolutely key to me um making me more aware of of my fallacies my faults my issues and uh, helping me to digest those and see those in new light uh, bring them to light and break them down so i can be rebuilt in a better form the next time around um just trying to be a wannabe king over here Joshi, you had so many <laughs> plugins there, dude. Holy, I'm not even gonna start. He, he got you there, man. He he got you there, man. He poked <laughs> you right. He poked you right in the heart. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean, thanks for sharing, man. Like it's beautiful to hear this from you because you know we've watched from a bird's eye view. You know when I, you know, steering the ship of Kings of Hearts and the role that you play uh, with us and the man that you've become through through this journey and. Beautiful, beautiful to hear you recollect the thoughts and, and revisit the past and kind of take us on quickly, briefly there on that journey from when you first started with us till now. So, um, thank you for sharing that. I love what you mentioned, man, around, like, I wrote a couple notes here too, around like challenging the mindset of ignorance is bliss. Right. I feel like with mental health, brother, like we're going to, we're going to, like, we're going to somehow like always tether this conversation to men's mental health, right? Because, you know, guys are listening, they're listening because, uh, they want to improve or they want to bring more awareness to this part of their lives. And I feel like when, it, when it comes to mental health, like some, some, some guys, their narrative or their approach is ignorance is bliss, right? Like if I, if I don't look at this, maybe, maybe it'll just go away or maybe it'll just fix itself. And the three of us, you know, like we know that the, it doesn't work like that right? Like when you dust things under the, uh, under the carpet, um, you know, when we don't bring it into the light, it's going to mold and fester grow bigger. It's going to grow, grow bigger. Worse. And then you, you have a larger issue or, or situation at hand two, three months or a one year down the road. And all, you're all of a sudden reacting to like crisis mode versus being proactive, uh, for your mental health. Right. So yeah, man, like, I love that point. I wanted to just put that again out there because you, you mentioned even, uh, uh, alongside that, like you went, you dealt with some issues, um, that you didn't know were issues. So on a personal level, if you feel, um, you know, open to sharing whatever comes up for you, like what have been some things, man, like that, that you didn't know were issues in your mental health that were you, but after going on the journey with the Kings of Hearts, you're like, Oh, wow. Like I, I have to be responsible and look at that and face that. What comes up for you? Um, yeah, the uh, one that uh, one of the main ones was uh, is obviously racism with uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, stuff that was going through the 
social media and uh, through media and what have you. Um, I had to actually go to Unuqua and uh, my, my probably my only like black friend that I'm really, really close to. And uh, just had to ask him like his, like how, how, what his ideas, what his views on this were. Um, and in my eyes, like I, I, I have a lot of black friends, but nobody that I'm really, really, really close to, like I would say I am with Nuke um, and, and had these deep conversations with, and it never occurred to me that they were any, that they were any different than I, and that, uh, that anybody else would, would see them as different. Like that just seems ridiculous to me. Um, and after that conversation with, with Nuke and kind of seeing uh, the issues that he faces day to day, um, opened my eyes to the reality that this is a huge issue in our society that has that, yes, there, there is a, a, a positive shift in the younger generations to, to kind of get rid of that. It's still a huge issue. And it's, uh, a, there's like a bit of a confirmation bias as well, where if you don't know it exists, you don't see it. Whereas as soon as you're aware of it, you start seeing it everywhere. And so as soon as I had that, like, it was just a really quick conversation. Like in the back of Lululemon one day, I just kind of threw it out to, to Nuke, like, Hey, like how, how is your life with racism? Like, like, Oh, I think one of my main questions was Nuke, do you think that we could ever end racism completely? Like, and I, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I'm a, I'm a, like, it's all going to be good in the end. Let's, let's, uh, like keep striving for that. And uh, like, I, I was like, absolutely. Like, I think that we can end racism. Like there's like you and me, we're, we're all brothers. There's no reason for this. And, uh, and chatting with nuke, it kind of made me realize that's definitely an optimistic view of things. And it may not necessarily be completely accurate. Uh, I, I still in my heart of hearts pray it is, but, uh, but I was still, like I said, blissfully ignorant of, of how bad it actually really is right now. Um, as much as in my, my small world view, I, I don't see it. I'm not, a, I don't, I don't have to get faced with these ugly facts day to day. Um, it, it is hundred percent an issue and like a very, very close friend of mine has to deal with this stuff all the time. Um, and then that all, all of that conversation and the black lives matter stuff kind of opened my eyes up to, um, indigenous affairs and uh what the indigenous are facing in our country which is something kind of just that's something i definitely have been seeing and have kind of always understood a little bit like yeah asking questions of my father when i see something when he were sitting beside each other at the kitchen table or read something in the paper or whatever i'd be oh like what about this and he'd give me some some insight into into what was going on uh, so i always knew that the indigenous had it had it harder than, than, than the wasp white guy sent the kitchen table with his dad, but I never really realized how bad or what, or why, or what I could do about it. Like I, I was always just like, Oh, well, I mean, the government will take care of it or they'll fix it or whatever. Like I, I never realized that I can actually have an active role in helping everyone become more aware of the issues and that there are actually things that we can do to ameliorate the lives of our brothers around us. Um, and then uh, with that point as well, getting on the fire department uh, was a very rude awakening um, as well. Like I, I need to preface like this, the next 45 minutes, whatever with the firefight, the firefighters are incredible people. They're, Awesome. The Calgary Fire Department is an incredible organization that does incredible good. And, uh, and I would say on a call, like they don't see color. We would like they would never let somebody's skin color or ethnicity affect how they make, how they do their job and the choices they would make on that job. But unfortunately there's still like back at the halls when it's just guys on guys, when it's locker room kind of situation, that like that shit still comes out. Like there, there is still a serious racism problem, sexism problem, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I was very unpleasantly surprised, um, with it all. And, uh, it's definitely something that needs to be 
addressed and worked on uh, within the fire department. I know our chief uh, Dongworth has made some incredible uh, progressive steps to ameliorating the workplace. And I think he has done incredible work. I, I have a lot of respect for the man. Um, obviously he's a leader and there's some choices he's made that I disagree with, but, uh, in the, in, in that respect of, um, of racism and sexism and, uh, a lot of the issues that come with the patriarchy that is, uh, that is fire department, this like white dominant patriarchy. Uh, he has made some incredible strides. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still super stoked to be on the fire department. I consider myself like incredibly blessed. Um, but I definitely see, uh, some aspects that need to be still worked on hard and excited to, to get there and, uh, push and, uh, yeah, excited to see what role King of Hearts might have, uh, in there with that. So sorry, a bit of a ramble. I'm not sure where I was aiming with that. <laughs> Sean, that was so beautiful. And thank you for walking us through all of that. That was absolute, like, I feel like you're slowly going through all of our core values, like self-awareness, yeah. <laughs> talking about character, being vulnerable, and that service piece, dude. Like, you you pretty much, I'm pretty sure you just, bet, you just hit the nail on all four of those. And I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate it, and you're seen and you're heard. And, and something that I really love that you said earlier was this idea of like somebody else will fix it you know versus now you're being like man like i can be an active contributing member i can as who says it gandhi be the change you want to see right and it can be small steps and it starts with um you know how can we be a light in the communities if, with the association that we currently keep Right. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what starts. And I, and I love that, Sean. So I just want to commend you for that. And I, I would say like, I, I would jump in there with my idea of starting is becoming aware. Um, like I, I back to that blissful ignorance, like my way of starting and recognizing these issues is just becoming aware, uh, having those tough conversations with, with your friends of, uh, of color, like the, your BIPOC friends, and trying to understand their situation and uh, empathizing with them and recognizing the issues that they face every day. And then uh, there's lots of books to read. There's lots of social media content to uh, peruse. Uh, there's lots of ways to, to broaden your awareness. And that, I think that's where that starts. After that, you can find a lot more ways to get more deeply involved, but people kind of wonder like, where do I start? Like, how, how, do, I, how do I start this? We start by becoming aware and recognizing the issue at hand and by very like, it, yeah, it, like the issue is not nebulous. It's not ephemeral. It's, it's finite and obvious. Like we can literally write down points as to what the issues are. And uh, so it's just, that's just it. Like just knuckle down and have those hard conversations to read those hard books, uh, watch those hard videos, uh, peruse that social media. If that's how you get your, your awareness, uh, it's not all lies. <laughs> there is a lot of, uh, truth to be had. Uh, you just gotta seek it out and find it and become aware. I feel like, um, I can't help, but, um, also add to your point, like Sean, you made some really amazing sentiments and, and, um, and shared some really good information around like the race topic. I can't help, but also think like if we took that same level of care, intention, awareness towards like other areas, AKA like men's mental health, we would also be in a really good place if we can approach men's mental health with that, with that same mindset and attitude. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And honestly, that's one of my biggest reasons for like my biggest appreciations for, for King of Hearts. Like we're teaching a mindset that we have always kind of guided towards uh, men's mental health and tackling toxic masculinity, but but it applies to our entire lives. Um, if, as you suggest, like if we can take this mindset and put it to any topic, we can really make huge strides and great movements anywhere in our lives. It's just a, a great way to, to live. <laughs> our our King, King's Code um, 
is one of my absolute favorite documents. I have that posted on multiple places around my house. Like I just absolutely love that. It's an incredible way to live and, and worth looking at, worth taking to heart and worth analyzing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had it all in different places around your house. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you remember when I, I, I can't remember how I found it. Like I, I know we had talked about it way back in the day and I ended yeah. up coming across it at one of our events or whatever. I was like, guys, I need this. And I, I remember writing to, to, bo- to the, to the board and saying, can I get a copy of this? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I printed it off and it's, it's in my work, uh, my work locker and it's in my house, in my bathroom, in my, my kitchen, like just something to see. I, re- I remember, I remember that now. And I just didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize that you put it in multiple places. K- yeah. Kudos, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I- I'm curious too, brother. Like uh, actually, I should ask you, Nuka, is there anything else you want to chime in on, on this? No, I wanted to ask Sean, like, how does the men's mental health realm show up in the fire hall? Right. Like we, we, you, you touched on how race shows up there, but how does men's mental health show shows up in, in that work environment? I think I, I've been uh, just, I mean, obviously I'm one of the most incredibly blessed men in the world. And another way that shows up in my life is just the timing for when I got on the fire department. I've been on for, uh, I'll be going into my fourth year in February. Um, so just coming to the end of my, my third year and the, mental health has been a big push in the last three years. So since I got on, we, uh, like I said, with our current uh, chief making huge strides toward making everyone feel comfortable, um, like, uh, very cool. Like interesting enough, we actually had our first, uh, trans person come out on the job. Uh, whatever her name was before is now a, a woman's name. And like the, we had emails, like, this is how to deal with this. Like a lot of these guys, are like, this is not for me. Like you can't choose that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. They all have these issues. And then we're getting a lot of training onto, onto why, what, how, and, uh, what our, what our role is in, in this challenging time for, for whoever is transitioning or what. So it's, it's been really excellent time to come on the fire department where huge strides have been made. And maybe it's always been this way, but I, I kind of doubt it. Like, I, I think a lot of these guys before really just kind of like, were like me, blissfully ignorant. Like they just tried to ignore it. Um, things that make you uncomfortable, you just shut your eyes to. And uh, it's getting harder and harder to do that, which I think is great. Like we, like I said, we have to bring to light all these issues so we can actually tackle them. And uh, uh, yeah, so m- mental health has, has become a priority in the fire department for sure. Um, we are very well, uh, we have great benefits for, um, seeking help in, in those things like psychologists and, uh, relationship counseling. Cause a lot of fire departments or fire, yeah, fire relationships, uh, are challenged. Uh, so we have a lot of really good benefits to, to seek. I, I don't know if that guys use it yet, I hope they do. And I can only assume that like it will, it will come. Um, it's becoming so much more acceptable and recognized as necessary. Like, as we all know, like we take really good care of our bodies on the fire department. I mean, for the most part, some of us do (laughs) a lot of most of us do. Um, and they're starting to recognize that there's another aspect of, of themselves that they also have to, uh, take care of and treat tenderly and, and, uh, and be one with, uh, so yeah, uh, super blessed. I think, I think there is the huge strides have been made and it's going to continue. I, I really, really hope it continues because as much as this stuff is available, I think the big, like it, it hadn't, or at least has been made available to us now. We, now the big trouble is getting guys to make use of it. And, uh, like, uh, when, uh, the gentleman, uh, who was a, a gentleman became a woman, uh, made that transition. Uh, we had a PowerPoint presentation and, and what have you course that we had to do online. And then with like a little test in it, all like a, a full on course on, on what it is and, and what our roles are. And I thought it was very interesting and some great content. Uh, but I, I know a lot of guys tried to skip through it as best they could, or they were on their phones 
with it. Like we need to, it can't be a one, one and done thing. Like this has to be pushed all the time. So like guys get, get kind of, I hate to say it forced to, uh, be less ignorant and, uh, and become aware and, uh, and deal with it. Um, can't just hide under the rug anymore. Sean, so good. Um, I, I really love what you said around, it's not a one and done thing, right? It's constant maintenance. It's constantly uh, reimagining, retweaking, uh, updating things. And I think that's so true. And I really love how you brought awareness to this idea that guys are getting aware at the fire hall that like you work on your physical health every day or weekly. So you need to also do that with other areas of your life, your spiritual, your emotional, all your relationships, your mental. And it's just like, okay, guys, like this, here we go. Like, let's get you aware. Let's get you mindful and let's get you, um, let's get you on a program. Right. Because like you said, like guys have these resources and these tools available. It's just, are they aware of it and are they actually using it? And so herein lies the work, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else you want to chime in there. It's just, it's just awesome to hear Sean talk about, you know, his workplace, Sean, like you and I never really spoke in depth about, you know, what's happening there or what it's like to work there. So it's, it's amazing. And, uh, like, man, like you're, you're a man of, of many things, right? Like in this season, especially like you're a husband, you're a father, you're a firefighter, you're an outdoorist, you're, you do work for Kings of Hearts. You're like, AKA a mental health advocate and you do it all. And like, you know, I guess the personal question I want to ask you is like, how do you, how do you hold all that? And like, main, like, you was talking about mind, body, spirit, right? It's like, how do you have all those things and are able to navigate it in a healthy way without, without sacrificing your well being? Because I'm also thinking right now, even about like, if there's a man listening to this podcast right now and he's in a position similar to you, maybe he's got a job, he's got a couple of things, new father, he's got a marriage, like and he's feeling overwhelmed. You know, he'd be, it'd be amazing if he can hear how you navigate it and your story around it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, honestly, I am, in, I, I can never say it enough. Like how incredibly blessed I am. My wife is a goddamn superhero. Like she is above and beyond in every way. Like she keeps me centered. She keeps me on time. She, tells me where I put my gloves. She tells me like where I gotta be when I gotta be. Um, and still manages to keep a baby fed and watered and, uh, changed. And, uh, she, oh, she was just absolutely, and yeah, she has a career of her own that she's been crushing for, uh, since I met her and, uh, she's just an absolute superwoman. And, uh, she is by far my rock and, more often than not my hard place too, but, <laughs> uh, she's my rock. Uh, she is my, my biggest support, my biggest, uh, uh, advocate and, uh, and I wouldn't be anywhere without her. Um, I remember, I remember having some good conversations with Unuqua uh, before I met my wife and, uh, we were both in similar situations where we had, uh, broke, been like been broken up with, and we didn't really, we weren't in a good space uh, ourselves and we had to learn to love ourselves and, uh, recognize our own worth. Uh, we were always tying our self-worth to other people and to relationships. Um, and we both had to make the, make those, uh, make those steps and make those, make that journey of self-realization and falling in love with yourself and recognizing that you don't need somebody else. Um, you can do it all yourself. Uh, you are perfectly capable. You're incredibly capable. You yourself are a superhero. You just got to recognize it and like gain that perspective. Um, and we both made that, that move at, at very similar times. And we had some incredible conversations about that. And, uh, then I met my, my, uh, my superhero wife and, uh, and yeah, it was just that easy to, uh, to, amalgamate those two lives. And, uh, uh, she is, uh, my support, as I said, like she, she helps me run my, 
my construction business. She helps me get to work on time. She does all this, everything like so much for me. And I do as much as I can for her. Like it's a really good balance. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know where I couldn't, I couldn't do everything I do without her. Absolutely. Like that's, that's hundred percent. Um, and that's kind of where I was getting with that. Uh, and otherwise I would have to prioritize like hard and I would not be doing all these things that I'm doing right now. Uh, if I didn't have her, I, I probably would just be a firefighter and would be needing to spend a lot more time outdoors. Cause that's my recharge. That's my time. That's me time. That smell of, uh, my wife and I call it cotton candy when you're going through a hike and you just get the, there's a whiff of like pine sap and fresh rain and it smells like cotton candy to us. Um, like that's me time. That's my recharge. That's my soul, like just refilling. And, uh, yeah, with, without the support I have in the incredible family and my wife, uh, priorities would have to be very different. Um, so your question of how do I manage all this? It's with a very strong foundation, uh, of self, like self-care, um, relationship care, family care. And then like, those are my top priorities. And then jobs come after that. If I can add another job, perfect. If I can't let it go easy. Every time I make the mistake of, of taking on one more job, I will very quickly know if that's more than I can handle. And it's, it'll, like I can, I recognize those stresses in myself now and I'd be like, okay, yeah, Sean, that's one too many. I'm going to have to back off, say no to the next one and the next one, recharge, get back to level and then slowly ramp up again, see what you can take. Um, what are those stresses, um, that you notice, like, are they subtle? Are they loud? Are they, does it vary? Like, how do you, how do you recognize those? Um, I hold my stress, like kind of right above my, my below my heart, above my chest, like kind of right at the bottom of my sternum. Um, and I can feel like a bit of a, it's a contradictory feeling of very heavy and very light at the same time. And it's uncomfortable. Like I know when I've taken on too much, like there's stress there. Um, and it affects my body in, in ways, many ways, like my sleep goes for shit. Uh, my, I have Crohn's disease, uh, which is very well managed, uh, blessed. So, um, but that flares up, um, like, yeah, my body tells me in so many ways, uh, but that guy, I can tell that feeling, uh, when I start think, and I start getting very stuck. Like my, like I'm a terrible multitasker, like really bad. My wife will like has to pause the TV to tell me anything. Cause if we're, if I'm, I can't watch the TV and listen to, I can't listen to two things. Like I'm not auditory at all. And as soon as like I'm auditorily fixated on something, nothing left. Like I cannot hear anything ever again. So it's got to stop and then reprioritize that audio to something else and, and receive that. Um, and that gets worse when I'm stressed. Uh, and it becomes not just auditory. It's everything like, uh, uh, I do construction, a lot of construction. And if I, if I'm stepping back and thinking about things way too much and not actually doing any work, like just planning things out a hundred times over and over and over again, I'm like, Oh shit, Sean, you've taken on too much. Like you can't focus, you can't, uh, you can't knuckle down and get things done. Um, and yeah, so I, I just kind of become aware of how my body reacts. And those are the main ways, loss of focus, like pretty severe, uh, physical manifestations of that tightness and airiness at the same time below my sternum and, uh, lack of, like I start sleeping less and, uh, my Crohn's kind of flares. So those would definitely be my, my main indicators of, of stress. And, uh, which means a, I have to pull back on something. And generally that means like I have a side hustle of construction. So that's an easy, easy, something I can rein in, like just say, no, just slow it down, push things off. It's a really, I'm really blessed to have an extra something that I can kind of rein in. Um, and then at the same time, I have to go do something for my spirit and for my emotion to help because just taking away the stress doesn't heal the damage that that did to, to the other aspects of my being. So it's like, okay, Sean, get to the mountains, go for some hike, go climbing, go just for a walk 
around that little beautiful marsh beside Canmore, whatever it is, just get out to the mountains and breathe in some fresh air and mm. that'll take care of the rest. Nature, nature therapy, man. It's it, mother nature is the greatest mother of all. She, mm. nur- she nourishes love like it. no other, like love my mom and mother nature is amazing. No, preach, preach. No. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, Sean, dude, I, I absolutely love your awareness and your sensitivity to your body in the sense of like, like you're so well calibrated to know when, when signals are being uh, showcased to you. That's like, okay, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my body. Like, okay, that's one signal, you know? And then like, oh, okay. Like I'm focused. I can't focus at all. Okay. There's another one. It's just like, it's great to have multiple things that are able to like update you. Right. Just like in a car, like it's a yellow, it's a yellow sign. It's like, Hey, be mindful. Right. No, <laughs> and, no. and, and, and just, and I, and I love that you alluded to this and just like when your washer fluid lights up, right. Yes. You're aware of it and you have to go and refill it. Right. You don't just leave it. Oh, okay. I'm aware of it now. Yeah. No, also like I'll stop going... using washer fluid. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. the light. The light's still there. You gotta, you gotta exactly. do something with the light now. Dude, well, I, I love that. And that's so crucial because for a lot of guys, like, yes, okay, stop. I'm aware of it. But it's like, okay, now what are you doing to one, refill yourself and two, to mitigate so that doesn't happen again, right? Like, like that's the work we're always talking about, guys. It's being so attuned to that one. And then the follow through is like, okay, how do we mitigate so we don't fall into the same pattern routine again? Yeah. And if we do, at least we know we have some tools on the tool belt. And for you, Sean, that's being out in Mother Nature and scaling some mountain and I don't know what. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. And and there's lots of different things in that tool belt. Like guys, a lot of guys use workouts for that. That's that's huge. Love it. Uh definitely something something I always have to work in. Um there's family time. Uh my wife's love language is uh is quality time. And so for when I know like I'm, I'm putting too much on her and, and not filling her tank, that means I got to go take her somewhere and just like do some quality time. Her, me and baby, we'll go for a picnic in the park, have a nice little charcuterie and uh, just get some quality time uh, together. Uh, so yeah, like lots of tools in that tool belt, uh, be creative. There's, there's so many more ways to fill the, fill the washer fluid. <laughs> Yes. Uh, turn those lights off. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, be creative and, uh, and, uh, be aware, find out what your body's telling you, what your mind's telling you, what uh, your soul's telling you and, uh, try and recognize what's filling and what's taken away. Beautiful. And something else that I want to shout out you on Sean is just, your attitude, man, like your attitude is everything. And almost every time you have spoken, you've highlighted your significant other, you know, and just being a blessed man and being grateful and your association. Like, dude, like for those of you that are listening, like I would say that's like 70% of the battle, you know, having that attitude, having that perspective. Okay. Like, how can I be better? What am I grateful for? You know, if you can come from that area, you can come from that, that space, man, like it's a, it's a lot more open. It's a lot more freeing, right. Versus yeah. the latter of like, Oh, why is this happening to me? Nothing good happens to me. Like, man, like you're low key talking to yourself, hmm. you know, and yeah. like your brain, your heart, your soul, isn't going to do the work of looking for opportunities for you to be successful or for you to get out of that funk. If that's just where your head goes or that's your self-talk. So I just want to say, Sean, thank you for your positive can-do attitude because it's contagious. And I I think it's very instrumental to how you show up in the world for how you're able to navigate to Andy's original question. Like, how do you navigate your mental health and being the dad hat, the husband hat, the construction, the firefighter, the the mental health advocate, like, like you name it. So High fives and butt taps. Thank you. So like hot. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we, we mentioned, you know, family man a few times already. And I want to, I want to just 
you know, direct it back to there. Cause you know, you're a new father, man. I am new father, am. new father to a beautiful daughter. And, uh, fuck. So stoked for you. You know, thank you. Oh man. It is, uh, my wife and I are, are beyond blessed to have the most incredible adventures in the last seven years we've been together. And this is by far our most exciting and beautiful adventure. It's just been incredible. Wow. I love, I love that you mentioned that because for the guys, there's a lot of guys these days, um, at least that come through, come through my, my, on my radar, through my fields. Like a lot of guys are scared. They're scared to uh, step into fatherhood, even though that's something that they want. And they have a lot of self-limiting beliefs that come up. They, they, they doubt their, their capabilities and their power as a, as a father, as a caretaker, as a provider. Um, what comes up when I say that? Like, is that something you've ex- experienced before or this was not present? And, and yeah, just what comes up. And Yanuko, do you want to say something? Yeah, I'm going to jump in here and just say, Sean, since the day I fucking met him has been like, oh, can't wait to have kids and a wife and da 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 da. So he's always been on this wavelength, man. And so <laughs> I just want to preface and just say, like, this guy is a stud. <laughs> well, that's good. Since I've known him, yeah. Yeah, that's good because the guys who are scared can can hear from Sean and maybe they can learn something, right? Because not not all guys can ad- uh, have this attitude that Sean has and they could learn a thing or two. I think it's so important that, to touch on this. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I had more to say to that question, uh, Andy, because I honestly didn't have any fear for fatherhood as, as, uh, you knew Qua suggested. Um, it's something I have uh, looked forward to for a very long time. Um, the, uh, uh, monarch of the family, my mother, uh, matriarch, sorry, of the family, uh, and monarch, she was, she was a queen. Um, she uh, uh, she loved us kids like beyond measure. Like it was like completely beyond measure. Um, uh, and probably to the detriment of of her relationship with with my father. Actually, in the end, um, and uh, but like we felt it, we knew it as kids. Like we knew that we were we were her one and only, and and like we were just very, very loved. And, uh, it definitely gave, gave us kids a huge, uh, huge ability for love as well. And, uh, like I was just always like, and that's, I think that's one reason why I always wanted to be in a relationship growing up. Like I, I went from relationship to relationship. Uh, they were all very long term relationships. Uh, but I very quickly went from one to another. And as I, as I mentioned before, I didn't really take that time to find out who I was and why I was worth loving. Um, I just knew I wanted to love somebody else. And, uh, eventually after a couple bad breaks, I, and bad choices, I, I decided, okay, no, it's finally like the people had to beat me over the head with it. Like Sean, take a pause, find out why and who and how and what and all that kind of stuff. And I, I took that time to, uh, to fall in love with myself and realize what I had to offer. And, uh, uh, so a little sidetrack there. Um, we were talking about the, my mom loving us and then, oh yeah. So I knew I always wanted to have kids. Uh, so no, where was it going with that? Okay. I'm going to start over. Um, so the question was, what was the question? We'll start with that. I love it. The question, the question was around guys who, who are, who are afraid of, of fatherhood. They, they may have like stories in their mind of what it takes, what it, you know, uh, what it is really all about. And I feel like you are on the other side of that now. And it's, it's amazing. And there's so many great things about it. I guess, I guess the question is around like, how could you reassure the aspiring father or the, uh, the, the new father that, Hey, like it's, it's, it's good. It's okay. Like you could really, you could handle it all. Cool. Right? cool. And, and great question. And that, that's now I see where I was going with that. Um, so, uh, I went off on a bit of tangent there about, uh, um, 
me jumping from relationship to relationship, trying before I could finally, before I finally, somebody beat me over the head was like, Sean, like you need to take some time and love yourself and recognize who you are and why you deserve to be loved. Um, and then fall in love with that person yourself. And I took that time and I did that. And, uh, I, I found my own worth and with that, and, uh, I had kind of mentioned how my, my mom had like instilled in us this huge capacity for love. Um, like I knew, like I, I had no fear for, for, for being a father. I knew that I deserved to be loved, that I was capable. And, uh, I knew I was going to love the shit out of this kid. Um, and, uh, it's just been a great adventure the, all the way through. Um, and honestly, like for, for like the, the, there was no fear and there should be no fear. Like it's, it's so instinctual, um, as long as you're coming from that place of love and you recognize your own self-worth, um, like babies are pretty easy, honestly, like they, they, their needs are easily met and, uh, they will teach you patience very, very quickly. Um, something that I am still learning every day. Uh, but, uh, there is no need for fear. Uh, fear is the mind killer. Uh, fear is, fear is unnecessary. Uh, recognize that you are a very capable human being and a very capable man. Um, and you deserve love, respect, and, uh, you're going to instill that in your kid and you're going to, no matter what, you're going to treat this kid like gold and you're going to love this kid as long as you have, have that love to give. Um, and recognize that and, and jump in two feet, go. Uh, it's the best adventure. Um, obviously there's a lot of due diligence to be done. You have to have to know you're financially capable. You have to, uh, you don't need a significant other. Like there's like, that's not necessary in our day and age. Um, single fathers can, can bring up incredible human beings. Um, I definitely think that having, you have to expose your child to a lot of mothers as well. There's a lot to be learned from mothers. Um, but if you're not in that, that place, uh, or if you're, if you're going to have two dads, like no problem, like just jump in two feet, uh, full of love and fatherhood is not something to be scared of. I definitely had those fears right when it first happened. Like, uh, Oh, what if like, what if, my wife and kid get hit by a car and like, I'm left alone. Like, like I could not imagine anything more terrifying. And, uh, those kind of thoughts don't do anyone any good. They don't do any justice. They're, they're, they're fear talking on fear, creating fear. Uh, that's why fear is no good. Like let it go. Recognize that it's an ephemeral, like it's, it's a, a possibility, but it's ridiculous to entertain and it's not going to do you any good. Let it go. Recognize that they're here, that they're loved, that you're in this incredible adventure together and be present. Do not let uh, those thoughts of potentials get in the way of that. Um, uh, that's one place I definitely did have fear. Um, and it's a terrifying thought when you first have it. And then you just have to like push it out of your head, get out. You don't serve me. Uh, what does serve me is being in this family. I'm still excited. So I am. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if that helps. I, I don't have a lot to say to that. I like, like Nick said, I, uh, no, I think that's good. I think that was great, man, because like, think about it like this, when it comes to men's mental health and the world that we're like navigating, it's like a lot of guys don't even get a chance to, they're not, they don't find themselves in containers where they can even hear another man share whatever that is for that man. A lot of guys live in their minds, right? So it's not even so much about the content of the answer, but it's, it's more so like the conversational reflectional piece, like, oh, wow, like, cool. Like maybe I, maybe the guy resonates with the fear part, or maybe the guy resonates with that, that, that kind of dark thought, which we all have, right? Let's, you know, let's not, because sometimes guys can go through like a shame train, go down like a spiral of like, oh, like I'm an asshole or I'm, I'm evil for having those thoughts. Like, no, nah, man, you're human. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. So I, I honestly think like 
your share is going to be so valuable for, okay. for guys and wh whether they're fathers or not, or whether they're just, you know, maybe you're a single dude and you have some dark thoughts. Hey, like that directly speaks to that guy too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Sean, I, I love that. And I, I wrote down here, love all in, go in with two feet and enjoy the adventure. And I'm like, dude, that's so good. That's so like, that, that's again, so like Sean. That, that's so Sean. Yeah. You know, like to, to have that attitude and mindset with your little ones, like that is, and again, and I want to tie it back, like, like what a beautiful culture. Like that is an absolutely beautiful culture to cultivate, to have around your daughter. So I'm like, man, like, oh, God bless that little one. <laughs> and the ones that follow, because it's so good. It's so good. And so whoever's listening, fatherhood, love all in with two feet, because you're not half-assing it, right? Nothing. Like, there's not one foot out, one foot in. No, like, two there's feet. There's nothing worth doing half-assed. If you're going to do something, you're right. Do it all in. Amen. Amen. And enjoy the adventure because it is an adventure. And I love Sean that you said like, like you, you and Kay have been on multiple adventures and sitting here in 2021, this is the best adventure of to date. Having this little one in bed, giggling, babbling at you. Oh, dude, I want babies now. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I want it. That's good, Sean. Thanks for showing. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being vulnerable, man. Love it. Um, Andy, what do you like for time? Like, I think, is it, is it coming to that time? It's coming to that time. Yeah. Yo, 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 man. I feel like Sean, this has been great. And something we, we always want to encourage with our, with our guests is like, what needs to be said to the men that hasn't been said already when it comes to men's mental health? Like, what do you need to share to whoever's listening to make this podcast feel complete. What's on your heart? Um, I think what I would say is, okay, that awareness pillar has always been, been key to me uh, since I joined KOH. Um, and in so like in a huge uh like diverse way like you can't just narrow it down to anything like you need to you need to be a sponge and like be open your mind your soul your heart your everything to to knowing who you are who you want to be um and the issues around you and uh, the type of relationship you want, uh, the type of relationship you have, uh, like really, really get rid of that blissful ignorance. It is not doing you any favors. It is not it, as much as it's, it's shielding you from, from challenging things without those challenges, you're stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're not growing. And that's the only reason we're here is to grow, become better, be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Um, so be aware, uh, do whatever you can to abolish ignorance and uh, open your eyes, your heart, your, your soul to all that is around you to really experience all those things uh, that your life has to offer. Um, yeah, like all of it, like my, your relationship with your, with your partner, uh, listen to it, like dissect it, be aware of it. Do not shut. Like if, if the sex sucks, don't just ignore it. Don't just like it's, you can easily dissect that and get into that and fix that and make that sex, uh, part of your soul and not a Tuesday night, 10 minute activity. Like this should be something that that speaks to you organically. Um, and in your relationship with your kids, uh, do you, like, I, I, I had to really kind of 
get into my own head about uh, the frustration that would get built up in me when when uh, Mavis is crying. My my baby's name is Mavis. Uh, when she when she just like all out wails, like there's something like I've got sensitive ears, and there's something about that sound that just takes me from zero to fucking frustrated and angry in in all it takes for me that sound to hit my eardrums to get to my brain, and like that's something I have to like I can't hide away from it and just like ignore it and put like ear earplugs on. Like I need to, Sean. Why does this hurt you? Why does this frustrate you? And through that analysis, I recognize that I'm a fixer. That's what I do. I do construction. I fix things. I make things better and more interesting and whatever, whatever. And uh, my baby's crying and I don't know what, I don't know how. And that hurts me. Like that causes a a visceral pain in my heart, Uh, especially when it's something that I am so deeply in love with as my daughter. Um, So that's that that awareness, like delving deep and trying to figure out what emotion you're having and why you're having it and how it's affecting you. Um, like really delve into your life, abolish ignorance, open yourself up to awareness of all sorts in all aspects of your life. Can we just, do we just begin? Do we just begin the podcast? Cause I feel like we just, wow. That was amazing, bro. Here we go. Second hour. Let's go. <laughs> I felt like that was like, that just teed us up for another hour. Right. Yeah. Oh, Sean, like that felt, I, I love that. Felt, that. Yeah. That felt super, 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 super deep. Yeah. Dude. Monday's wisdom abolish ignorance. Like that is so good. Thank you, Sean. Um, dude, I, I I'm taking, I'm taking that piece from you. And I'm also taking this, this mindset of, fill your washer fluid back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really like that. Cause I, I, I'll be vulnerable and be like, I'm guilty of that. Okay. Yes. I'm aware of the yellow of the, you know, of the caution. And yet sometimes I'm slow to go and fill up the washer fluid. Like I need to be more, uh, what's the word? More active, proactive, yeah. more proactive when it comes to that. So thank you. So the, the, yeah, that's why I'm leaving it. Andy, homie, your turn. I just want to just take a second and acknowledge Sean, man. Like I'm excited for the guys and for our audience to listen to this because you, you in your energy, you exude like trust. And I think the other word that's coming to me is like relatability, right? It's like the guys can just relate to you at a human level and that, and that creates trust. Right. And I think that was probably low key. One of the, one of the reasons why we were so excited to have you on because the guys are going to feel like you're just like their bro. Right. And, and that says a lot because sometimes podcasts, they, 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 they bring in like these, these guests who are awesome. And like, they're like experts and they're like these things. And sometimes that creates distance still. Right. But your trust and your relatability and your wisdom, man, like that's a perfect that's the perfect storm in, in all the, in all the good ways. So thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's all. That's all for me. Back to you. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to jump on here and blast Sean with some love before we end here and just say, Sean, like, thank you for being a part of King of Hearts. For those of you that are listening, Sean has been a part of KOH on the back end for some time now. And when it comes to doing recon, when it comes to doing research, helping us be better, fine tuning us, gut checking us, asking those tough questions, he's been that guy. And so Sean, if we don't tell you enough, brother, thank you for all the work that you do, the wisdom, the love, the support. Um, It does not go unnoticed. Andy and I receive it. We are very uh, attuned to what you have to say, when you say it, how you say it, and there's nothing but love and respect for you. So. Thank you for being a part of the team. Thanks for being a part of the campaign. And um, I love you. We love you. And uh, thanks again for being on this podcast. No, thank you guys. I love you both as well. And I, I love that word campaign. I've I've never really associated that there, but it is a campaign. Like we've got a fight to fight. We've got a war that we're battling. And uh, and yeah, I love that. It's a it's a a very rewarding campaign to be a part of. Uh, that. Uh, makes makes each individual grow in incredible ways 
And uh, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Thank you very much for having me in KOH and the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Till we meet again. See you guys later. Thanks for making time to listen to the King of Hearts podcast. We hope you found something meaningful and impactful in today's dialogue. This conversation with us ends here. However, the conversation with you and your community also starts here. Follow us on Instagram at thekingsof.hearts for everything King of Hearts. And our website is www.kingshearts.com. Until we meet again, be well. Thank you.